0: Is it's Coupled for, for Life,
1: your marriage podcast with Jason and Elizabeth Franklin,
0: sparking communication in intertribal and intercultural marriages?
2: Hello, everyone.
0: Hi there. Welcome to today's episode of Coupled for Life, where we spark communication in your marriage.
1: It's good to be here. We thank God. We love all of you. We love hearing from you. Thank you to those who have gotten in touch with us via our email connect at coupledforlife.org. Thank you for all those who have visited our website, www.coupleforlife.org. Thank you for everyone who is commenting on our YouTube. Thank you for the people who are leaving us voice messages on On Anchor Anchor Those who are listening to us on Bloom Radio. Yes. We thank God for all of you. Go check out our website. We have been working on tools that will help spark communication in your marriage. We're also working on having more and more material for those who are single and engaged. So there's a form on our homepage. Go subscribe on it. Get on our emailing list and we will be sending you updates as this material comes out. As we are putting these tools in your hands to help you with communication. Yes,
0: these tools are specifically designed for you. Some are free of charge. Some are paid. Go check them out get something for yourself and your spouse if you're married, get something for yourself if you're single and learn how to communicate
1: and leave us a review, we would love to hear how to improve we would love to hear your suggestions on how we can improve on future material and if you have a topic to suggest just go to our contact page And there's a form there that you can fill or you can email us directly and we will really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: If this is your first time listening to us, welcome on board. We are your hosts, Jason Franklin Ochola.
1: And Elizabeth Wanjiro Franklin.
0: And if you are a continuing listener, if you've been on board this ship since we sailed (laughs) from the shores of uncharted waters (laughs) to this very moment, thank you. So make sure you subscribe to this channel on YouTube. Favourite this channel on Anchor FM and tune in to Bloom Radio every Thursday to listen to us. And we are excited that you're on board and learning as we are also learning.
1: Yes. And you know, you've said to favourite on Anchor. We are also on Google Podcasts and other podcast platforms. Yes. So look for us in your podcast platform of choice. And you will find us there
0: Yes, yes, yes Now, my lovely wife Yes Last episode, our discussion was on our first date Mm -hmm. And how it panned out Mm -hmm. For us being the first date ever Outside of a church setting Outside of of a group setting And what we did then
1: And how we grappled with Choosing what God had chosen for us. Mm -hmm. Because it still had to be a personal decision at the end of the day.
0: That event happened in August of 2012. Mm -hmm. What happened after? After 2012.
1: No, no, no. After that (laughs) that month. After that date. Yes. On the 1st of August, it took a couple of weeks for us to say this is it. We also spoke to our friends about it. Mm -hmm. Now the rubber had to meet the road. Yes. Our relationship was not strained at all because of the vow. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think the vow just kind of helped us keep our focus on why this was happening, on who this was happening for.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That it was, it was all about God and it was for Him. Mm-hmm. And so as excited as we were, we also had to have boundaries Within the vow, yes. like for the entirety of that year, I remember <laughs> we didn't even say, I love you. Mm. The words, I love you, didn't come out of our mouths. It mm. was, You already know, you already know that I love you, you love me. <laughs> we love us, we, <laughs> we love we each other. other. <laughs> Part of what we had decided was that we would not speak those words until. Mm-hmm. the year was over
0: until the vow was complete
1: ah! oh, let me tell you i waited <laughs> i was waiting for the 1st of january
0: 2013
1: <laughs> with bated breath <laughs> and especially in december the closer it got yes i'm like i've never heard these words Coming out of his
0: mouth.
1: I know they are true. I know they are there. But when I hear them, I'm sure you also are waiting, right? I was
0: waiting. But uh-huh. before we get to that, you see that was 2013 now. That
1: was you, you that was jumped December. into 2013.
0: <laughs> I would say just to tie up the vow bit, the fact that mm-hmm. I had a vow to keep mm-hmm. helped me keep on the straight and narrow as opposed to the life I previously lived in the other relationship mm-hmm. so the vow kept me chaste. it kept our focus in the right path
2: mm-hmm. for
0: me i couldn't do anything i had to respect this relationship mm-hmm. i had to respect my vow i had to respect my god
2: mm-hmm.
0: those were the five months august into december mm-hmm. of 2012. but around this time as well i was still in the corporate world
1: You were working at a a renowned uh, media station. At a
0: renowned Christian station. I was working here both as an intern and -hmm. as an employee. But in September of that year, September of 2012, I felt the need to stop working in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. But it was not the first time I was having this feeling. Mm -hmm. I will relate this because it kind of sets a tone for our relationship to date, and it would set a tone for part of the story that's coming up in the next episodes uh, after this, and let me just say it as it is.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: We went out for our first date in August, and September of that year, we were at this Friday fellowship at my former workplace, and while there, I feel the direct nudging in my spirit from God, and I could tell it was God, I'll explain why. I could feel this nudging pushing me out of the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And this was not the first time I was having this feeling. This was the second time while I was at this place, I was getting this feeling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Every Friday we had this fellowship, and we go into this fellowship, and the gentleman who was a senior pastor of one of the campuses of this ministry, was preaching at the front. I've never interacted with him. And he's preaching from a chapter in Jeremiah. You know the way you can sit somewhere and you can sense that message is for me. Directly directly mine. mine. Mm -hmm. The words in that verse were directly speaking into my situation and confirming to me what I'd been feeling over this past year between September 2011 Mm
2: -hmm.
0: to September 2012. And I turned to my colleague who was seated right next to me, and I told him that message is for me, and I know what I need to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What I needed to do mm-hmm. was sign a resignation letter mm. and wait on God for the next step. Okay. So this is the back story. 2011, September 2011.
1: A year, just exactly a, a year, year
0: before, before. Mm-hmm. for you to know that God works in times and seasons.
1: Yeah.
0: September 2011, I get the crystal clear direction, Jason, leave this workplace.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I was like, "Uh, no, I've just established myself here. That's my brain speaking to me. Mm -hmm. What I should have known is that it was God speaking to my spirit and telling me, your time here is up. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know you've interned this while and... You've just gotten this promotion and all, but it's time for you to leave.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But guess what? In my humanness, I disobeyed. Uh-huh. Wow. I had, been there, I had been there two years previously, and I disobeyed. Let me tell you, love, that year mm-hmm. that I was living in disobedience mm-hmm. was my toughest year
2: mm-hmm.
0: in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know I've been in the corporate world two years But But This last year Mm -hmm. This third year Was a tough one
1: What happened?
0: Oh, I had run-ins with my colleagues I had run-ins with my superiors I had run-ins with my HR It was unlike me Mm -hmm. My HR actually one day called me and asked me Jason, since you came here I've known you We've not had issues with you what's going on Mm -hmm. i sat in her office and told her i have no idea what's going on
1: (laughs) Mm. what what was happening did you not have zeal for work what was exactly happening
0: i'm the kind of person who once i get into my groove Mm -hmm. i don't need anyone to tell me what to do and how to do it Mm -hmm. i would arrive at work anywhere between 6 30 and 7 30 a.m And the latest would be quarter to eight. Mm -hmm. But anywhere within that hour, I was at work. Yeah. And I would start work, have a good day, and even extend because, well, I'm a single guy. I live alone. (laughs) I don't need to eat properly. Well, single guys eat properly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was pre-corona times. Mm -hmm. So I would leave work at 8 p.m., go buy myself a pack of fries and chicken, Mm -hmm. head home and have my supper. Sleep, wake up the following day and pick up with the routine. Another side of me does not like routine. Mm -hmm. I like spontaneity at times. Mm -hmm. So, during this year of disobedience, this aspect of me not liking uh, routine became stronger.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I was like, why am I waking up early? (laughs) What am I going to do? This guy who used to come in way early to work started coming in at 8.30 Whoa! 8.30 It stretched it to 9 a.m. And one day I got to work at 10 a.m.
1: What time were you supposed to be at work ideally? The latest. Uh-huh. Get
0: into work by 8. That is late. Okay, because mm-hmm. you should have started work by 8. Yeah. So anywhere between 7.30 and 8. Coming to work.
1: Good, yeah.
0: But I got into o'clock? work at 10 o'clock. And I'm living in Eastlands. There's no traffic by that time. Mm-hmm. And why are you late? I lost my father for work, my energy. I was looking at these four walls of my office and I'm like, I should not be here. Mm
2: -hmm. Run-ins
0: with my new superior, run-ins with my immediate superior. Mm -hmm. I got into run-ins with one of my colleagues. We would go past each other in the corridors Mm -hmm. and not look at each other, not speak. We would not be in the same room.
1: What David says in Psalms, take not your spirit away from me. It seems almost as if God took away your joy Yes, from what you were doing because you are now living outside of His will. I was
0: living outside of His will. You used the right word. I lost joy. Wow. I lost His favor at work. Mm. That's the year I got four memos.
2: Mm.
0: One heavier than the other. Had I gotten a fifth one, Uh, I think I would have been fired.
1: (laughs) What were the memos saying?
0: The memos were about my timeliness, Mm -hmm. my attitude. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are the two I remember mainly. And I think my run-ins with my colleagues.
1: After that, it was going to be, thank you for... Thank you for
0: your service here. (laughs) Yes. You Uh, are a good Christian, but there are these things That that you need to deal with, so go deal with them at home or Mm. elsewhere. And... The fourth memo came in 2012, Mm -hmm. around the time we were now in this hangout group, going out for our Bible studies together. Now, I've jumped into 2012. So, we are at this Friday service. This preacher stands at the front and preaches. Mm -hmm. And I turn to my colleague and tell him, that message is for me, I know what to do. Yeah, But that was at the beginning of September. Mm -hmm. I still struggled much of that month on making that step because you see, faith does not tell you this is the road you're going to go this is how it's going to turn this is Mm -hmm. how the road looks like
1: and this is is what is at the end (laughs) yes, faith has
0: a lot of uncertainty in it
1: Mm, it's when you take the very first step that God now keeps ordering. Or, yes, your and showing step. you
0: the way to go Yeah, but I first had to do what he told me so that voice was back. Mm. It's time for you to leave
2: mm-hmm.
0: So I said, okay, I will do this now. Let me throw it back again mm-hmm. the prayers we make whether in seriousness
2: mm-hmm. or in jest Mm-hmm. please
0: take them seriously <laughs> while I was in campus
2: mm-hmm.
0: I had made this prayer I was in a campus that practically enabled us not mm-hmm. in the proper way practically enabled us to be thinkers on our feet mm-hmm. the course I was taking we were not well supplied with the material and the equipment we needed to study media. media mm-hmm. it's a media course but we don't have computers we don't have Cameras, we don't have recorders. You mm-hmm. had to sort yourself out
1: find a way find to, a way to make the story work Yes, <laughs> and
0: that we did uh-huh. so it put in us that mentality of being our own employers mm-hmm. So along that line I told myself by the age of 27, I will not be employed
1: Ooh, And here we got to the age of 27, I'm 27.
0: <laughs> And I'm resigning
1: Way. <laughs> We, 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 we
0: So here I'm resigning I wrote my resignation letter And handed it in In October Mm -hmm. The following month So the whole of October I was working And by the end of October I had Mm. done my handing over I had finished my time At this workstation So the whole of November I'm living on my last salary Mm -hmm. I'm living on my last rent
2: Mm -hmm. Because
0: now you see I can't sustain my lifestyle
2: yeah. with
0: no money. I have to now look for another place to move to. My life is changing. Mm-hmm. In which direction? I don't know.
1: Wow. And here you are, you have just acquired. <laughs>
0: yes, I've just acquired a fiancé. Yes.
1: You know. Life has sort of changed for you in that way. Yes. You now have a fiancé in your life.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And this fiancé came at the right time. Mm-hmm. Because she played a major role in helping me obey
1: to make that to that make final that decision, decision like... of
0: leaving this workplace. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you did?
1: What did I do? I just told you. You sure he said it?
0: Yes, I was he sure. He said
1: it the first time last year. Yes, and he said it again. Yes, you sure you heard it? Yeah. Then don't even think twice about it. Mm-hmm. You need to write that letter. Write do it, it now. And I remember one of the things that you were struggling with to resign and everything was the fact that we had seen ourselves getting married the following year, in 2013. Yes. And so we would need all that money. We would need to have a wedding. We need to have... Money
0: to start life with. We need
1: money to start life with. I mean, it doesn't make sense for you to just leave your exiting work at the point where... Life is sort of starting, yeah. and you need every resource that you can get. Mm-hmm. And here you are quitting the one resource, the one thing that has been funding yes. <laughs> your life. Yes, yes, and you're going now into the unknown, mm-hmm. and you have no idea what is waiting there. Yes, so I remember when you told me about this instruction, I said. Do not even think twice. Mm. God said it before. He has said it again. Don't wait for him to say it a a third time. time. Mm. Please Mm. do it now. And the question that you pose, what are we going to do then? If you're going to get married next year, I told you it doesn't matter. If God has said it, let us do it. Mm. He will know what it is that's ahead. And I Mm. think that gave you peace. Yes, it did. And that's how you got the courage to resign the following month. Yes. And I know it may seem like I had a lot of confidence (laughs) (laughs) in that. But my confidence came from an experience that I had with disobedience. Mm. Sort of like in the exact same way. Yeah. Because I had also left corporate employment in 2010. The very year that I got born again. It's funny because I also worked in a media station. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And at this point in 2010, I had been in the corporate world for about five years, Mm -hmm. working in several different companies. Mm -hmm. But by the time it was 2010, I was in a media station. Mm -hmm. And I had been here only a few months. And I felt the calling of God over my life. And I felt his nudging in my spirit to leave the corporate world and get into ministry. Mm -hmm. The first thing that came to my mind was, Lord, I have just gotten this job. Mm -hmm. I have been here only a few months Mm -hmm. and this is going quite well. I felt it was really going well, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, just give me a few more months. I just need to establish myself, get things going, and yeah, it will be awesome. By the time I was feeling this nudging in my spirit to leave, I'd probably worked at the station only two months. Mm -hmm. So it also felt a bit too soon. Mm -hmm. How do I begin work?
0: Only to leave.
1: And you tell me leave. Mm -hmm. How does that even happen? So in my complete innocence, this was very, very innocent. I asked the Lord why don't you give me a bit more time I've just arrived here what am I going to tell my parents Mm -hmm. what am I going to tell my family that I've just gotten into work but for some reason I'm gonna leave and do mean like there was no words that I could have used to convince anybody
2: yeah
1: and so I asked the Lord could you kindly allow me to have at least one more month here Mm
2: -hmm.
1: that I'll be able to plan myself? Mm. And the Lord in his graciousness, (laughs) he allowed me that month. Mm -hmm. And it was like clockwork. That date, the very next month, if he had nudged me on the fourth, the fourth of the following month, he he nudged me again. On time. Like, uh, remember you're meant to live. Could you leave now? Mm. And it just hit me. What? Well, it's been already a whole month. Wow, uh, Lord, let's do this. I still don't know how to do this. I need you leading. I need you grace. I can't understand it. How about you allow me to have just one more month? I'm mm. able to plan my finances. I'm able to have a goal, have a plan. Show me where it is that I'm supposed to serve. And all of that. And so, I still continued working. Now that we are parents, we can understand it from a child's point of view. Mm-hmm. They are innocent and they're probably doing something, thinking that it's, it's beneficial.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But as a parent, looking at my child, I can tell it's not quite beneficial for them. But let me allow them. My child is probably playing with mud. Mm-hmm. They are enjoying it. May not be something I completely approve of, Mm -hmm. but I will allow them some more time to enjoy themselves. Mm -hmm. And then I will do my parental duty of helping them get clean. Mm -hmm. And I think God was gracious with me in that way, like the way a parent can be gracious with their child. And so that month came and went. Now it's two months. Mm -hmm. And then somehow in that month, I was doing marketing. At this media station every deal that I had that I knew was going to come through did not come through what? <laughs> every sign up I had for advertisements on the station fell through. they fell through every single one of them either the client was not picking up my calls the client is no longer available for a meetup <laughs> something or other <laughs> would happen and I don't know, somehow it never woke me up. Yeah. I didn't I didn't realize what was happening.
0: God was getting your attention.
1: He was trying to get my attention. And I'm not seeing it. I'm just thinking, I need to work harder. What is happening? Can things just move? That's where I was. Mm-hmm. So come the third month. And by now, I was now a clever child. <laughs> With a glee in my eye.
0: This is how it works. Ah,
1: this is working. This is working. Oh, I just need to keep telling God to give me an extra month, an extra month. We can play this game. I can play this game with God. Okay. You know, like tell him, give me another month. Ah, then Give me another month. Like mm. we can do it. Even <laughs> in any case, I'm getting a salary. Yes. Commissions are what are not coming in but Mm -hmm. the salary is still coming in so why not let's keep enjoying this salary (laughs) so with this thing in my heart where i was now like "Ah, we can play god Mm. some prideful discovery (laughs) that i now had god now nudged me the third time and said leave and i realized this this can work differently
2: Mm.
1: so i told god How about we do this? Now I'm the one telling God what to do. How about we do this? Just add me another month because I'm not yet ready to go. (laughs) We will see about this getting into ministry thing. And now by this time now I decided it's gonna be a game. Mm -hmm. And something drastic now happened. Mm -hmm. This is a story now. (laughs) It was a Saturday afternoon. And things were going great and a nephew of mine had come to visit with us for the weekend with one of my sisters and we went to visit another sibling not very far from where my parents house was who also had children and at the end of that visit we decided let's head back to my mother's house my sibling had a vehicle so the children got into the car and I had just acquired my driver's license. So it was amazing for me to get in the driver's seat as allowed by my sibling and we drive the children home. I wasn't that confident to drive on the highway. This was a rough road just before the highway. So we had agreed that I would drive out of the compound and then drive close to the road where we would now exchange seats and he would get into the driver's seat and take us home. As soon as I got behind the wheel, the children were excited. Auntie, auntie, you're driving us home. You know how to drive. I'm like, yeah, people, what do you mean? I can drive. <laughs> you know, settle down. I got this, I got this. I got gotcha. But somehow there was quite a bit of confusion when I sat in the car because the handbrake wasn't where I was used to it being in cars. Mm-hmm. The leg brake was now the, the, the handbrake. I didn't understand how this vehicle was working and so my sibling came and helped me and the vehicle started moving but at the point when I had been looking for the way to move this car from being stationary to actually moving my leg had gone on the accelerate pedal and I forgot to put it back on the brake pedal and now my foot is on the accelerate (laughs) and I drive out of the compound and then turn right onto the... You were
0: reversing or you were driving forward? I was
1: driving forward. Mm -hmm. So I drive forward onto the main rough road that leads to the highway. I step on the accelerate, the vehicle is moving, and I turn right and my brain forgets to tell my foot to engage the brakes pedal. And so instead of stopping, Because now at this point, I'm supposed to stop. My sibling was not with me in the car. He had gone to open the gate for me and then I would stop outside and then join us in the passenger seat. Mm -hmm. So now I want to stop the vehicle and have him come and sit. But you see, my leg did not leave the Mm -hmm. accelerate. And so I press on it hard because I mean, I'm braking Mm -hmm. and the vehicle moved forward. And at this point, my brain knows that I'm about to break. So my hands were loose on the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. And so when I suddenly accelerated, the vehicle lost control. Mm -hmm. And I veered off the road. And in front of me were two ladies who had moved out of the way. Because they had seen this vehicle that's Mm. leaving. And they had moved out of the way. Onto to the right. Yes. When I lost control of the vehicle, guess where it went to? Right. Right towards, towards them. them. And oh, I am oh, now oh, trying oh, to oh, brake. Oh, oh. And the more I am braking, the more oh, oh. I am pressing on the accelerate pedal. <laughs> like, I literally do not know. And this was a heavy car. Mm-hmm. Let me paint the picture. This was a Toyota Noah. Now, the Noah is is pretty low when you think of the regular PSV Matatu the Noah is lower and so this is what I'm driving and it's a very heavy vehicle now imagine with me stay with me you're in the driver's seat with me and I am seeing this vehicle going towards this lady so now I I am in panic I'm trying to tell them move out of the way I don't know what is happening to the vehicle this thing seems to be having a mind of its own just move away move away and it was too late. You're not even thinking that this vehicle can come after me. You've already yes, moved out of the moved way. Out. So, by the time the vehicle was right behind them, they, they tried to break out into a run. But I still came after them. Mm-hmm. And I hit both of them
2: mm-hmm. with
1: the front of the car. And the car wasn't moving on the highway like at high speed. So, it's not like it hit them and they flew up in the air. Mm -hmm. I literally hit them And they fell down And I still can't find the brakes At this point I'm still accelerating On top of these girls Mm -hmm. With this vehicle Mm -hmm. Maybe I should have said This is a bit of a trigger story No really (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because this is This is one of those things that Was very traumatizing for me Mm -hmm. I ran over them Literally With the vehicle and continued to go over them until finally, somehow, I do not know how, the vehicle stopped. Probably because it was the roughness of the road or the bumping with these girls under the vehicle. Mm -hmm. But somehow the vehicle stopped. And at that time, you remember I have children in the car? Yes. I didn't even tell you how old they were. I had four children in the car. The oldest was 10 years old mm-hmm. and the youngest was 10 months old, Wow! wow. held okay. by the 10 year old. Okay. And so I have now no idea. And when the vehicle stopped, I looked at myself in the side mirror because I wanted this to be a nightmare. I needed to wake up.
2: Mm.
1: I couldn't understand. Did this just happen or did I dream it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And for me, it was a horror thing. That was happening unfolding, right before yes, me. It yes. was unfolding right before my eyes. And then suddenly from nowhere, I heard screaming from people who had seen this taking place. And they said, Which means they've killed our they
0: children. They have
1: killed our children. And they came over to the... I don't know where this crowd came from and they are now surrounding the vehicle and now my sibling has come out of the gate and now seeing what is happening and so he came and by the time we were now analyzing what was happening i had ran over these girls and the vehicle had to be lifted at the back wheels like that's how far i had ran over these girls the vehicle had to be lifted at the back for one of them to be pulled out from under the car and the noise is a pretty long car. Mm-hmm. So I had run over her for quite a moment. So she was pulled out. And for me, I knew this being a low car and how far I had driven over them, mm-hmm. that it was going to be gruesome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably something was dismembered. Mm-hmm. One body limb from another. Mm-hmm. But it was very shocking to see that they stood up, they were whole. Mm -hmm. I think that for me was one of the greatest miracles. Mm -hmm. And so very quickly, we got the children out of the car. My sibling got into the driver's seat. The girls were put in the back seat and I sat in the passenger side and immediately we drove this girl to the hospital. They had a relative with them. So now there were three people at the back. We rushed to hospital. And I remember being in this state of mind it was just horrific. It mm. was quite horrific.
0: I can imagine. That's that's not a situation you'd want to be in.
1: No. And so when we got to the hospital, the most amazing thing happened. When the doctor examined them, one of them only had a sprained leg. Mm-hmm. And the other one had a broken arm and just needed some stitches around the ears. Do you know that this later on just showed me how god's hand was on this whole situation
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: later on is when i came to understand that it was my disobedience that to his instruction to that led to this mm. because all the money that i had been saving to from start
0: my, ministry with to, to
1: get into ministry <laughs> with this money that i had been telling god give me one more month give me one more month yes all of that money went into paying these hospital bills what to the point that I paid and paid and paid until I was zero. What? My family had to chip in for the extra expenses. Whoa. And so now we jump back into where <laughs> you have to write a I have to have ri- Yes, letter. yes. And here's the situation that you're bringing to me. And September. I've already
0: lived in disobedience.
1: Yes. It's funny that you said you had been given this instruction in September.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: for me in September of 2010 is when this accident had happened. Oh. So for you, you get this instruction in September, September the next year. Of the next year. And, and the then confirmation. September in the very next year. Yes. And I said you cannot cannot in any way
0: live in disobedience. Again. Live in
1: disobedience. I have been there. I have seen those consequences. Mm. I was even taken to court
2: mm-hmm. because of that story. Mm-hmm.
1: And <laughs> well, that's that's a whole other story of what happened. In mm. court.
0: It's just amazing how God uses situations to get our attention
1: We and, sometimes and
0: keep our focus on I, the right track.
1: Sometimes, as parents, just think about it. You call your child once. You're trying to get their attention, mm-hmm. Jason. They don't respond. Mm You will raise your voice a bit more. Jason, they're not responding. At this point, you'll be like, hey, Jason, Mm. you know? Mm. And that, I think, is what happened with us. Yeah. I think that's what happens with us often. Yes, it does. You're living in disobedience and God is telling you, "Uh uh-uh, I don't approve of that.
0: You had him well. You
1: had him well. You're uncertain.
0: Now he uses escalating situations.
1: Yes, he escalates it because he loves you too much. Yes. If I am seeing my child going into danger, mm. I will definitely not use a soft voice.
0: No no no. I'll be strict, I'll be tough, I'll be yes. you know
1: I will do whatever to Get it you takes.
0: out of the wrong road.
1: If I don't even run but I'm seeing you getting into a dangerous situation. Maybe you're about to walk directly in front of a moving vehicle. Mm-hmm. I will break into a run and get you out of that situation mm. pronto. Mm. You know, you will do whatever it takes. Yes. Because you love your child. Yes. And at that point, I saw the love of God in the most amazing way. Wow. In that situation. And as much as it was painful, it was horrific. I now obeyed. Mm. I now left or oh, not immediately though. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I still went back to work if I will be honest. I didn't mm-hmm. leave immediately.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I went back to work and that month that I was back to work was was full of horror.
2: Mm-hmm. It was
1: like my mental health was affected.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I could literally hear vehicles mocking me. Wow. It, was, it was one of those things that you could easily go to see a therapist about. Mm-hmm. Because that accident had given me such trauma that I needed to offload. Mm. And so I went to my boss at the media station. And I told him, listen, I have been very, very unproductive. It's been the most crazy month ever. I gave him the whole story. This is how it happened. This is what happened. And so now I'm at a place where I'm finding it hard to work. Mm. Could you give me some time out? Mm. I will be back when I'm ready. And... I've never been raped. <laughs> <clearly. laughs> I never went back. I never went back. It's a good thing that my former boss and I still get to talk. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think if it was another kind of boss, it probably have been very disappointed and been yeah, on my yeah, case. And yeah. yeah, but God helped me get out of that situation. Mm. And I think there's a story on just what disobedience does. Just from the story of you and I, trying to obey God in the instruction that he had given us Mm -hmm. and now being here where his joy of living, his joy in the work that he has given us Mm -hmm. his joy had lifted and life was not as awesome Mm -hmm. as we had imagined it to be Mm -hmm. and so it's important for us to obey.
0: I think we've related this story Mm -hmm. but still we had to be taken through another episode of testing in obedience which we will come to so before we jump guns and start talking about that, mm. let's call this a wrap.
1: And let us end on this note. In the book of 1 Samuel, the Bible says, Obedience is better than sacrifice.
0: 1 mm, mm. Samuel 15, 22.
1: That is exactly it. To obey is better than to sacrifice.
0: God would rather you obey his instruction than go about doing the things that are proper for you to do.
1: That you may even think are proper. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And they are not.
0: He loves us that much. Yes. He'd rather have you obey than disobey.
1: True.
0: And partial obedience is disobedience. Whoa. So let us finish this on that reflective mode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we will pick up again in the next episode as we continue with our story.
1: So we would love to hear from you. Head over to our website www.coupledforlife.org. We would love to hear from you.
0: Send us an email, connect at coupledforlife.org.
1: Bye bye. Like this. Who
0: ever thought it could be. Oh, no,
2: God I think you for me.